you guys so much for joining us here at Hope City Church. We're excited about this week and what yes. we're talking about. Hey, today we're going to be talking about, here we go, stop the negative self-talk. Yeah. Before we do, please like, share, and press that notification bell. That is the greatest way to partner together um, on social media to reach the world with the gospel of Jesus. Yes. And, you know, let's take a moment to stop and pray and prepare ourselves, you know, to, to receive God's word today. God, I thank you, Jesus, that today you are helping us, God, transform the way that we think. Yeah. God, I thank you that our hearts are open and ready to receive your words. God, I thank you that you have called us to be influence makers, you, God, Lord. in the circles of influence that you placed us in. God, let us... Uh, be here, not just hearers only, but doers of your word. God, let us have hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. You know, God has given us the, the ability, yeah. or we could say it this way, the power yes. to change yeah. um, so we can stop the negative talk. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 is our key text for this series. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, yeah. but be transformed by the renewing mm -hmm. Of your mind. Yes. This is where we start really diving into this, this change of faith, this power to change, yeah. uh, to stop the negative self-talk. That is such a destroyer in your life. Yeah. I would say this. One of, the, one of the hardest things to change for lots of people that will take God's power to change is stopping negative yeah. talk. You know, I think that's... I think that's huge. Now we can look at negative talk and we can go, well, this is what people have said about me. That doesn't mean that you need to continue to say it about yourself. Dude, right. You know, so I want us to really think about what we say about ourselves, but also what we hear in our mind and what we replay yeah, yeah. over and over about ourselves. If you desire to transform your actions, I want you to yeah, write this down. Yeah. If you desire to transform your actions, maybe exclamation point, underline circle, begin by shifting your perspective of yourself. And there's some ways in which you can begin to shift your perspective. If you know how to drive a stick, you know the feeling. You mean a stick shift car? A stick shift car. What are car? those things? Right? right? I know. Um, there was a memory in my Facebook a while ago. I taught our youngest son, Nico, how to drive uh, a stick in Jared's Mustang, which was pretty fast. It was a little scary. You'd figure a, a 16 year old kid driving, you know, teaching him how to drive a stick shift. But when you, if you know how to drive a stick, you know that they're when you need to change or when you need to move the gears yeah. in the same way, a lot of times we can know that there's change that needs to happen, yeah. but how do we begin to make that shift in our life? I love what Ephesians chapter four in the new Testament of the Bible verses 23 and 24 yes. says this instead, yeah. instead make a shift. This is a perspective change instead. It's talking about something before, but instead let the spirit mm. Renew your thoughts and attitudes. Yes. Let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes by what? Put on your new nature. Yes. Created yes. to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Can I tell you, if you understand that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, all of the old things are gone and, and, and no longer with you. You can begin to walk in that. But there is an understanding of who we are. And we allow the spirit through the washing of the water of the word to renew our thoughts and attitudes. 
and putting on this new nature. You know, I'm not going to put on the old clothes that don't fit, that don't look good, that right. aren't who I am. And I'm going to begin to pull out the new clothes. It may feel all, a little uncomfortable, but begin to put yes. those on. Yes. That's the new nature. You're putting on something new that you are already created to be. We talked about this and touched on this a little bit last week. The journey of change starts from within. Yeah. It's not repainting the barn on the outside, so to speak, or redoing it, you know, uh, our outward appearance, but it's really allowing the transforming work to begin to happen as you choose. You know, when we were talking about the, the fruit of the spirit, you know, series, we talked about there is a 100% God doing this in our life, but also a cooperative work with us doing our part. It is a cooperative work. The journey of change starts from within as you choose. Mm -hmm. You have to choose. Yeah. You have to do something to embrace a mindset that propels you towards the life you aspire to live. God is doing in me, but I have to choose to allow God to work and to pick up what he has done in my life and begin to do it, putting it on, making a choice. Yeah, you shift. You shift your focus. Yeah, I like when really, you said that. You got to shift your focus. How, yeah. how, how to stop that negative yes. record playing record in your mind, right? Yeah. I say this, we could focus then on building a Christ-centered identity. Yeah. You need to build a Christ-centered identity, yes. especially if we want to stop the negative self-talk. Uh, Paul says to the church in Galatians, Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he, re he reminds all of us, I have been crucified with Christ. Yes, that's so good. There's so much in that, just right there. <laughs> I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ uh, lives in me. I was listening, I was listening to a, uh, a preacher that I'm not following on Instagram, a uh, black pastor. Um, I believe he's from... I want to say Houston, Texas, but I, I I could be wrong. And man, he is just smashing it. You know, he's talking about, you know, we're not black Christians. We're not white Christians. We're not Hispanic Christians. We're Christians. Yeah. And he's not dumbing it down or not. He didn't say dumbing down, but he's not uh, uh, um, saying it's bad to be or or he feels bad. He goes, I love my black skin. He goes, but I'm a Christian. Yeah. And man, that's it comes from a deep understanding that I no longer live. Yeah. But Christ lives yeah. in me. Yeah. The life I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself yeah. for me. So if I want to stop that negative record playing in my mind, yes. I got to shift my focus, begin to build a Christ-centered identity. Yeah. And as we know recently, uh, identity is a huge topic. Yeah, it is. The last few years. As a Christian then, I just alluded to it, my first and foremost, identity is being a person who is in Christ. Yeah. So we can say it this way. A Christ-centered identity leads to Christ-honoring habits. Yeah. Okay. Last week we talked about, you know, uh, real change isn't behavior modification, but your behavior is going to be modified. Yeah. Not only that, it's not even modified. It changes right? The way you talk, the way you live, the mm -hmm. way you interact with people, you operate in the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. You, you begin to change joy, yeah. right? Joy becomes uh, your, who you are, right? And it's, it begins to change because yeah. this work is being done inside of you. This is the first step. Step. Then what, what is the first step? Christ-centered identity leads to yeah. uh, Christ honoring habits to overcoming self negative self-talk. 
I must then learn what being in Christ really means. Yeah. You know, and I think it's so good when we talk about identity. There are a lot of things that are true. You know, when we talk about who we are, the the family that I was born into, what happened to me, what I have done, what, you know, all of those things, those are true, but does it mean that's who we are or who we are supposed to stay? There is a new creation. There's something that God has done in us that gives us a new identity, a fresh start, a new beginning. That doesn't mean that the old changed. That means, but I am new and something new is happening within me. You know, so let me get, I say that for this reason, because we think a lot of who we are is how we feel. Right. Okay. I may feel a certain way depending on what is going on in my life at this time, but that doesn't change my identity. My identity is still when I am a Christian, we're talking about as a Christian, I am a new creation. I am bought by the blood of Christ. I am his and he is mine. In that, that is my identity. We can identify with a lot of different things, but that doesn't make it true any longer. As a Christian, this is who I am. Now I have to begin to understand it and how to impact it. And how does it affect the way that I think? How does it affect the inside of me and this change that is taking place? Right. Let me give you one thing to think on to help stop the negative self-talk, the stinking thinking. And we think a lot of times when someone says, stop the stinking thinking, it's about life. No, we need to start with us. Yeah. A lot of times we we, we don't want to start with us because it's, it hurts. Because in that, sometimes there is an unpacking of, of, of brokenness and hurt and realization of things that are going on or have been done or what we have done in our life. And that's hurtful. But in order to change it, you got to dig out the roots. You got you to gotta rip it out. So then we can allow God to replace it. Okay. So one thing to help us stop the negative self-talk is to shift and replace there is sometimes a light bulb that comes on. You mm-hmm. don't realize it. And all of a sudden you say something and you realize that is what mm-hmm. they're talking about. That's what I need to change. It's something in, in here. Yeah. So you realize you feel that there needs to be a shift. Now let me replace the negative thinking. Let me replace the negative self-talk. Let me replace that with something else. Whenever you notice yourself caught in a negative self-talk, shift the narrative, change the story. Only you can do that in your life. It is not the responsibility of anyone else. We have to learn to fight for ourselves. We have to learn to, to, to uh, encourage ourselves and build ourselves up and replace those thoughts into positive and uplifting statements. Replace self-criticism with self-compassion compassion and nurture a mindset of encouragement. Ephesians 4, 22 and 24 says this, and I I love this scripture. You were taught, you were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, to take it off. You were taught this. Now let's practice what we've been taught, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, the feelings that we feel to do. To be made new in the attitude of your minds and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. These verses right here emphasize the importance of leaving behind the old and picking up the new. 
which I think is is huge. You know, Pastor Jerry, do you have a few more uh, thoughts in regarding unpacking? Well, this? I think like uh, um, understanding, like when you said this, you were taught. I missed, instantly thought, yeah, some of us weren't taught. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's you know good. What I'm yeah. And I think Paul is re he's reminding the church of Ephesus, hey, you were taught. And the reason he was saying this is because. There had been some teaching going on previous, previous yeah. behind the scenes yeah. that nobody knew about. And he's now circling back going, yeah. hey, remember, you were taught. Yeah. Now, we were fortunate enough to be when we were first come to Christ and ended up at a church where we had uh, some pastors who taught us. Yeah. You know, pastors yeah. Riddle and Jenny Smith, you know, um, years ago, one thing they did. They taught us. Yeah. They taught us about faith. They taught yeah. us about hope. They taught us about love. And they and so there's things early yeah. in our Christian life that we were got that that we received yes. from them and from that great church. That when you circle back years later, you can say, Hey, remember you were taught? Yeah. Yeah. No, remember we taught you? I like we, that. We, remember we were taught. So some of us are going, Man, I've never heard this before. Yeah. I've never heard anything about like, wow. So I want to stop the self-defeating thought or self-negative. You remember talking regarding your former life? Yeah. See, what's he telling us? Remember how you were? Yeah. Remember who you used to be? Yeah. That old self? You've put you've put that off. Ain't no one put it off for you. That's that's how we would say it. That's how we say where we're from. Ain't no one told you how to you gotta do it for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as we're about to, to close today. Um, let us remind us that good. Do you have anything else to no. in that? Let, let's remind us that I want, we want to remind, we want to remind us all yeah. that as we're talking about this and we start hearing about, man, there's something I got to do. There's nothing you got to do to be saved, baby. Right. Justification is a free work of grace by God. This life transforming work is then becoming like Christ. Yeah. Becoming like we're being transformed into the image of Jesus. Yeah is a cooperative work yeah. between you and God yeah. working in our lives. That's how it works. Let us remind us of this, that this journey with Jesus is a what? Marathon, yeah. not a sprint. A good reminder in the church, uh, in, in, in the church, in uh, Philippians chapter one, being confident of this. So yeah. there's a confidence that God wants us to have. Yeah. That he is who begun a good work in you. Paul is reminding us, being confident of this. Mm -hmm. Am I confident that the that that God has begun this work in me, in you? Uh, will carry it out onto completion to the end of Christ, and He will carry it out. Yeah. And this cooperative, He who begun a good work in you, and He works it in right, and you work out what He's working in. The Scripture assures believers that God will continue His work in them, yeah. bring about what that dynamic change, that dynamic power change. Yeah. Ultimately, will defeat self-help, uh, uh, negative self-talk. Negative self-talk is defeated by what? Shifting our focus. Shifting our focus to what? To our Christ-centered identity. You said something else that I thought was wonderful. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, come <laughs> back to me. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh -oh. Shift the narrative. Can you yeah. maybe dive into that a little bit more? What do you mean by shifting the narrative? I put you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, I think it's good. But it's something you're good at. So, you know, and when we're talking about shifting the narrative, it's really talking about shifting your story. You can mm -hmm. change the ending of the story. Mm -hmm. You can change where it goes. Maybe chapters one, two, and three have already been written, and you can't go back and change our past. But what we can do is take our past, use it as a catalyst to change the story for our future. I don't want to go back there. So, what do I need to do to change 
the behavior, That's right. That's right. not modifying it, but to allow the work of the Holy Spirit in and through our life. I want to say what, you know, you said this, this journey is a marathon and not a sprint. Changing our perspective and changing negative self-talk is not a one and done. Right. Oh, I did that. No, it is not one and done. This is a lifelong process. You will go through seasons and situations in your life where you may revert back to negativity because that is an old mindset that sometimes is a hard root to pull. And you need to come back and you need to work on this. You know, one of the things that people ask me, Angie, how do you have such a faith attitude? Why are you so positive? Because it's taken me 25 years of shifting and replacing, Mm -hmm. of changing the narrative of my story in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about what others see. I'm talking about what I see. I'm talking about what I hear. I'm talking about what I perceive, the visions and the dreams and all of those things in which Mm -hmm. my mind begins to create. The first response in my mind now is looking at the faith, looking at the positive, not looking at the negative, but I still have to work at this. We have to change our muscle memory. Yeah, we, 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 for years, we always say, hey, you know, uh, unless you've walked in my shoes. Yeah. You know, sometimes we should say it this way. Unless you've walked in my shoes, don't tell me what to do. Right. Now, that's not always a good way to say it. Right. Because we can, there's mentoring you can receive. Um, I'm, I'm going to say this. Bishop T.D. Jakes, I heard a, a something he said about fathers. He said these words are very powerful. He said, you know, unless you're a father with children, don't tell me how to be a father. Yeah. There's some things you, you, and I'm saying this because we're talking about this, this negative self-talk or this change. There's some things you will not experience until you start putting the work in. And and I love what you said. You know, there's things that our kids we've talked about as, you know, when they're younger, I don't think I'm going to do it that way when I'm older, you know, mom and dad. You know, I love you. I respect you. All that kind of stuff. And then they get to a place, and they they're 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 doing exactly the way you did it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No. And and they they come to the decision like, oh, now I get it. Your perspective changes. Yeah. As young as young young pastors, I remember our pastor. He had a group of uh, five or seven guys. I think it was about seven of us young young up and coming pastors and preachers. And he would tell us, until you sit in this seat, yeah, you're until you sit in this seat, you won't see the things that I see. Yeah. You know, he's talking about being a senior pastor and stuff like that. Of course, you know, when you're young and you you're think like, you're, oh, my God, ah, whatever, whatever. Man, I, I see it all. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and there's a perspective depending what seat yeah. you're sitting in. So when I when we became senior pastors the first time and I started seeing the things that he saw and I'm like, oh, man, man, he was right. Can I go back to being a janitor? <laughs> You know, and then you realize floors are really dang good, Pastor. Can I just go do that? You yeah, know? you realize the it's like you know you didn't you, you didn't realize how easy it was being a kid in your home, yeah. you know the rules of mom yeah. and dad. But then you get out and you're like, this adulting stuff is it really sucks. Sucks, you know. It really so, sucks. Yeah, you know. And so I, we're sharing these little tidbits, kind of get getting a little just, just talking to you. Um, the comment I meant about fathers. Yeah, I wanted to say it that way because. You will not know what it means to have a Christ-centered identity until you have a Christ-centered identity. Yeah. You have to allow something to be birthed inside of you. Yeah. That wants to see maybe to stop the negative self-talk, to have the power of change in your life. Um, If it's true that you have to shift that focus, you know, to have a uh, Christ-centered identity until that thing is birthed inside of you and this identity you can be a Christian and not have a Christ in their identity because why? Well, maybe you're never taught. Yeah. 
so that we're going to teach you. Stick around here at Hope City Church live, online, from around the world. We're glad you're here. Yeah. See you later.